right now, uh, going to focus on the fact that Edmonton has played a major role in trying to become a catchment area for all of the evacuees, for so many different wildfires that have burned all across our province up into the Northwest Territories. What has that looked like for us this year? And what does it potentially mean as we move forward into what might become a pretty normal looking wildfire season for us? Our guest, Keith Gerine, no stranger to the show, columnist for the Edmonton Journal, wrote all about this in his latest piece, and we wanted to get his thoughts. And we also just wanted to check in with Keith because it feels like now you're just a regular contributor to the show, Keith. Every time you write an article, we reach out and we have to talk to you about it. So welcome back. Good to talk to you. Yes, you as well. Pleased to be here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's great to talk about my work. I never get tired of it. Spreading, spreading more of my messages. We love to advertise everything that you do over at the journal. But, you know, I think that this one is it's a really interesting take because we've talked so much about wildfires and we've had conversations on the show, too, talking about, hey, look, this is probably going to be something that we might just assume as normal come springtime here in our province. So, you know, you kind of focused on the, the major role that Edmonton has to play, talking about dealing with so many evacuees. Overall, Keith, are you approaching this saying that Edmonton has done a good job or is this kind of a learning experience for us? Mostly, I think we have done a good job. Uh, you know, there, there are certainly, when these kinds of situations come up, there is a certain amount of chaos that happens. I don't think we were prepared necessarily for the volume of fires and the volume of evacuees uh, that we saw this year. This was an extraordinary year with um, burned properties and multiple large towns and cities being evacuated, uh, new smoke hour records across Western Canada, including Edmonton, exhausted firefighters and so on. So a lot to deal with. Uh, and when you get thousands and thousands of people that you show up in your city that you're not prepared for, not everything's going to go smoothly. But we've had enough experience now with this from Fort McMurray, from high level in, in 2019, that we're starting to get this down to a science. At least that's what I hear at the evacuation center that was set up at the expo center, is that the staff there really, really seem to know what they're doing. They've been quite helpful. The the reviews have been, for the most part, pretty good. You're not going to help everybody in every way that they'd like but for the most part we're we're showing that we're um, we're getting used to this and we're, we're doing a pretty good job of, of managing these situations help to sort of paint a picture Keith because it's been it's been a fluid situation and we you know we talk about there being so many wildfires and so many evacuees it, it felt like for a while there there were more than we could even really keep track of so what are some of the the numbers what does some of the influxes look like for the center to be dealing with all, all at once? Yeah, so this year, uh, as of today, I think uh, the, the evacuation center has been open for 56 days wow. this uh, this summer, and it, it spans the gamut. It started back in May, and it, we're into September now, and so those 56 days have happened uh, over those several courses of months, and so we've we've opened them, we've closed them, we've had to reopen it, and they can, re- they can reopen it very, very quickly, so that's good to know. Uh, I think we're up to well over 12,000 evacuees at this point, uh, thousands of pets as well that have been registered and you know those are obviously big numbers some people stay overnight or or a few days at the center but often it's the center that's trying to hook them up with hotel rooms or other places to stay there are um, you know other services uh, clothing food um, certainly advice for getting around town what to do to, to sort of kill time while they're here and and get connected to services those are all 
with things that the center does. And as I said, we've had a lot of practice at it now, so they're they're pretty good at it. I, I think for so long there was this um, this messaging that came out saying, "Look, don't bring your donations here because it's, you're just going to overwhelm us." And I think that what that's sort of done, and I com- I understand the approach. It's sort of kept kept it feeling like it's kind of an arm's length distance away from Edmontonians. So what does it actually look like at the center there? Does it feel comforting? Does it feel cold? Is it sterile? What is it like there? It's a good question. I I mean, fortunately, I've never been in the position where I've had to be an evacuee. Um, So all I can all I can report is what I've heard from some people who have sure. been there. Um, it's not a place you want to stay long term. I mean, we're talking about cots in a, you know, in a large space, not the most comfortable, certainly not the most comfortable for families. But, you know, in terms of, you know, accessing other services, uh, food, uh, clothing, advice, pet care, um, my understanding from those folks is that it's been very helpful, set up very well. Uh, they got through efficiently, uh, were welcomed. Uh, obviously, people who are in that situation are going through one of the most traumatic experiences of their life. And from what I've been told, the staff have been very understanding and, and showing a lot of empathy. And I think that's often the best medicine you can get at that point. What What are some of the unique pressures that our city has to face to to take in all of these people? Yeah, I mean, these are excellent questions. Like, hopefully we won't have a year like this all the time. I mean, this was an extraordinary year, but with, you know, wildfires seeming to increase in frequency and severity, climate change and so on, Edmonton being situated on these, you know, the edge of uh, vast swaths of boreal forest, um, you know, we will see more and more of this. And so I think there are questions around hotel capacity, for example. Um, you know, is... My understanding is with this latest evacuation from Yellowknife, the the hotel system in town was was pretty swamped. So how do you ramp that up at a moment's notice in the future, right? What are sort of the the backup plans? If, for example, uh, an evacuation occurs in the middle of K-Days and the Expo Center isn't open, what's your backup? Right now it's being moved to the Clearview Recreation Center, which is a smaller facility, but that's not necessarily going to do the trick when it's a yellow knife or a Fort McMurray or a red deer, for example, that might have to get evacuated. So uh, those, I think, are capacity issues are, are a big part of it. And, you know, if, for example, Edmonton is, is overwhelmed, are there other communities, uh, you know, could we send people to Stony Plain? Can St. Albert help out? Can uh, Leduc help out? Those, are, I think, are some of the things that we need to ask in the future. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some big questions about what we do if the Expo Center is already booked with an event. And you sort of raised this question in your article talking about what if we had to evacuate or or accommodate evacuees during an event like K-Days? What would that even really look like for our city? So there are some big questions that we really need to focus on. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully, uh, we were lucky this year, we didn't have an evacuation during K-Days or during the Taste of Edmonton, which was which was on the Northlands grounds this year. Um, but that could happen at some point. I presume some, some folks at the city and the province are, are looking at that contingency and, and what could be done at that point, because you do not want to cancel or compromise those events. They're important events for Edmonton. Uh, but you, you just can't fit, say, another, you know, 5,000 people or 10,000 people into that expo center for an entirely different purpose when an event like K-Days is going on. 
Keith, thank you so much for uh, for making the time this afternoon, raising some very interesting questions about what it is that we're going to be doing in the years to come as this becomes maybe not quite so big as it was this year, but something that we might just have to accept as normal to a certain extent. Really appreciate your time. Okay, no problem, Chelsea. Take of care. Of course. Take care.